This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This episode comes from our YouTube teaching archives. This week, we're talking all about the childhood vow. Now, many, if not most of us, make a singular, powerful pact or vow to ourselves in childhood. Now, this vow is buried deep. It's rarely acknowledged or spoken about, and yet it dramatically impacts the rest of your life, your relationships, your career, your health and happiness. So we're going to be explaining what the vow is, why you created, and how you can undo your vow once and for all. Okay, David, so what is this childhood vow? Well, in our Wu Wei Wisdom model, it's perhaps the most pivotal, important thing that we can talk about. We normally get distracted talking about more hierarchical things, our emotions, our carousel of despair, the maze of confusion. But you know, I often say, if you think about a triangle or a pyramid upside down, at the very top here are emotional feelings, and then below that in the midsection are our thoughts, below that are our beliefs, right at the tip is this childhood vow. This vow is so important to understand in this model. And so, uh, what is the vow if you, um, so we create it in childhood, or yes. it, it is created in childhood. No, we create it okay, in childhood. Okay, we, we create it when we're young. Yes. And you, all, you often talk about between the ages of six and nine in terms of um, uh, ch- inner child work, traumatic events that may, or challenging or unfamiliar events that happen to us in childhood. Are those the sort of things that trigger the vow or trigger us to create the vow? Yes, those are the, the circumstances, the issues where we encounter perhaps our first life lesson and then we haven't got the cognitive awareness, the thinking, the thought process, the thinking to deal with what we're confronted with. So we're left with a very childlike solution. And here's the vow. It may be in a different form for you, but if you think about what I'm going to say and decant it down, and here's the vow. It must be me. There's something wrong with me. So this can be in a reaction that you believe your parents are not treating you in the way, that they don't love you enough, that uh, this has happened to you, or you've encountered that dysfunctional situation, and what you're doing is blaming yourself. You're saying there must be something wrong with me. Because if I was a good girl or a good boy, wouldn't my parents love me? If I was really good, wouldn't my teach? Why would they be bullied? Why would some, why would the teachers speak to me in that way? And so instead of putting the issue to where it belongs, you take it onto yourself. Mm. And that vow, my goodness, I can tell you I've been doing this job now 40 odd years. And that vow, to get to that vow, is the life changer. 
when you can understand that vow is not correct. It's what I call a lie. It's not true. But spiritually, that vow creates a very important separation in your mind where you're blaming yourself and that becomes the filter that everything then goes through that filter. So um, what you're saying, because it definitely sounds like you're turning the um, challenging situation, the unfamiliar situation, the situation that is creating <clears throat> red light emotions, fear, anxiety, stress, guilt, all, all the sort of all embarrassment, the all the stuff we can experience, even as a young child, we we decide to blame ourselves for that. Yes. Why do we do that rather than saying, well, there's, it's something <clears throat> wrong with the outside world, it's not me? Why do we well, default to blaming ourselves? It's a great question, Alex, because there's a lot of different philosophies, and you may have a different idea. I'll give you my idea of working with clients for so long. I think as... As, as when we're born and children and our normal natural childhood process is to please our parents, is to get validation, to get love. Most parents with very poor parenting techniques will tell us that. They will bring us up telling us that if you're a good girl or a good boy, Mummy and Daddy are really proud of you, aren't we? Oh, you're so good. Oh, you're really... Oh, you're... you're and they're heaping the praise and the validation onto you. When you don't do so well, or when you make a mistake, or when things don't go your way, then they say things like, we're very disappointed we're, as with you. They withdraw their attention. They withdraw their love. So what they're teaching us from a very early age is love is a commodity. Think about that word. They're teaching us that love is a commodity, something you have to earn or something that can be taken away from you. And for a child, we've talked in many videos about the inner child, how the inner child sees things, yes, no, good, bad, right, wrong, the extremes. Being taught that love is a commodity makes perfect sense to the child, that if you're good, if you do what we say, then we're going to give you love. If we're not giving you love, then this is what the child says. Oh, I'm not getting the love. I'm not getting the validation. I'm not getting the approval. Therefore, it must be my fault. And this, if you get this wrong, this defines your life because this adds the filter where all energy flows through that filter. And as Alex said in that wonderful introduction, it is so deep that you may not know until we talk about it today. And when I work with clients, you know, I believe that's what we're doing. We're on that journey of discovery through all of the carousel of despair, through all of the maze of confusion. We're trying to find, and that's what the golden thread does, trying to find that vow. And that vow is seated in a misunderstanding of blaming yourself. And so I would imagine, David, I almost picture it as like we are born without self-doubt. We are born without blame. How could, how could we possibly be born with self-blame or self-doubt? We are born without fear. And then as we get 
a little bit older and a little bit older as the months and the few years go by, we start to be able to try to cognitively rationalize and, re and reason with things in our own childlike way. So not necessarily in a true reflection of reality, but we start to, we, we're so observant as children that often I know you said, if someone says, oh, you, you've been a bad girl or a bad boy or whatever, but often it's the unspoken stuff. <laughs> it's the unspoken it's stuff the, because children are just soaking stuff in <clears throat> like a sponge, aren't they? And so if they perceive that um, a mother or father leaving a home or the way the mother or father or grandparent looked at you the wrong way or ignored you one time or the way a teacher treated you or didn't treat you, we can perceive as children and, and we desperately want to try and interpret and compute the world. And we, this is where the misunderstanding comes from. That, And then this is where the blame, this is when we start to blame ourselves, when we believe that somehow what they are doing or what, what is happening to me is because of me. It's me. It's my fault. I think that's very well explained. And, and, and I think that when you explain it, it, don't, it doesn't sound as powerful as I'm putting it on you. This is so powerful. This is life-changing. As Alex says, this affects everything. Relationships, career, health. This affects everything. When you have that vow misunderstanding, this is what we're talking about. And do not think, because it's not in your conscious mind, you don't wake up every morning and say, oh, there must be something wrong with me. But when you do the golden thread, which we're going to demonstrate as in a moment, when you do that golden thread, you will find out the vow is right seated at the bottom, mm -hmm. right down deep inside. And it's almost like Alex's introduction was so good. It's almost like the unspoken vow. You don't speak it to anybody else. But you know it's there, and I know it's there. And when I'm working with my clients, that's what we have to find. And that is why it's so difficult. That's when, when I do my work, my clients find it very hard because I'm challenging them. I'm challenging to find that vow because I know, I know that I can't change it. It's not for me to change it because you put that vow in there and you're the only one that can change it. And that to me is so spiritually empowering. That's the message of the Wu Wei wisdom. You are awesome. Don't tell yourself these lies, blaming yourself for other people who don't understand and control their emotions. If your parents couldn't control their emotions, it doesn't mean to say they're evil, they're nasty, it just means that unable to control their emotions and not treat you and not bring you up in a good parental environment of parental education. Don't then take that on board because I can tell you, please listen to these words. They're so important. A lot of my clients treat themselves worse than they were ever treated in their childhood. Is this you? Think about what you say to yourself, your self-talk. Is it half as bad as what, as Alex said, it probably wasn't even said to you. It's what you inferred by the way that your parents were difficulty in loving you. That's not your responsibility. That's because they had emotional imbalances that they couldn't demonstrate their love or their parental knowledge was very poor. Don't take on the blame and define your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think this, and we've talked about this in other videos, this idea of 
the baton of uh, emotional imbalances being passed from, say, parents or teachers or guardians to us. And then we create the vow and then we we then start to, we have our own emotional imbalance. The vow is an emotional imbalance. And we, as you say, we self-harm worse than perhaps we were harmed emotionally, spiritually, physically when we were young. David, I want to pick you up on something you said, because I think it's really important. And a lot of people will say, but David, you say, oh, we're aware of the vow, but I'm not, I'm not aware of it. I mean, okay, I might have watched this video now, but are we consciously aware of our vow or is it subconscious is it buried deep well, that we don't actually know it's happening or it's there you have to be aware uh, uh, aware of this word subconscious and conscious your subconscious mind your subconscious mind is 93 95 percent of your whole mind so it's your mind don't get caught up in using these excuses oh it's mine it's my it's my subconscious david i can't do anything about it yes it's much deeper and you have to do the work. That's why we do these videos to share with you so you can do this work. You can listen to this video and think about it and prove me wrong. Do that work yourself and go down the thread. But your subconscious mind is your mind. So when I say you know about it, I know. And absolutely, with all of my thousands of clients, you know when we get down to it, they, they've always known, and you always know, that down in the base, there is this misunderstanding. And what we do, and why I believe that the only help that I can give to my clients is to lead them through the maze of confusion, the carousel of despair, to point it out to them, to see the dual belief system, to see the misunderstandings, to see that what they're saying just doesn't make sense when they say things to me like, I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unlovable, do you say those things to yourself? Then you have a vow. I'll guarantee it. It's very rare you hear me on these videos use that word. I'm going to use it again. If you're saying those three lies to yourself, I'm not good enough. I cannot cope. I am unlovable or I'm unworthy. You have a vow much deeper mm. down inside. And the vow will be something like, there's something basically wrong with me. And why this is spiritual, and why this goes against Taoism's teaching, is when you do that, you've created a spiritual separation. You're saying you are different. You're saying you are special. There's something different about you than the whole of the cosmos, the whole of the universe. And if you're saying that, that's where the work has to be done at that very deep level. Mm. Because, you know, I often say the dominoes, remember the dominoes? Hit one domino and they all spread out. That's the top domino we have to hit. Because once you change that, oh my goodness, your life changes because you change your filter. And everything you see, you see in a different light. Every, imagine if you're looking at the word, world with glasses with a yellow filter on it, and then you suddenly took the yellow filter away. It's the same world, but you see it through a different eye, a different perception, a different set of beliefs, a different thought process. And therefore, as you come up the triangle, different emotions. 
instead of creating red light emotions, you begin to create green light emotions. Happiness, joy, bliss, love, flow, confidence. This is who you are. This is your natural state. This is what you should be, the energy flowing through you and out into the universe. You are not separate. There is nothing wrong with you. There cannot be anything wrong with you. You are a spiritual person, divine and part of this amazing universe that we all live in. Mm-hmm. So, David, I like this, this idea of the dominoes because the vow is the, the first domino, yep. which although we may, once we get into adulthood, if we haven't watched our, our Wu Wei Wisdom videos, we may not be aware that this singular vow, this singular domino is the first is, was the original point at which everything else, all the emotional imbalances, all the lies, I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I can't manage, I'm unlovable, and everything else that, I guess, springs from that, so perfectionism, people-pleasing, lack of trust in ourselves and other people, they are almost like the the children of the vow, they are the the result of the vow. And so when people say, well, I've got lots of vows or I, I'm, I've, my vow is from adulthood, well, actually, no, they are a result of the original childhood vow. And that's why the golden thread process is so powerful. Remember the golden thread process? And, and remember, we're doing a course on this soon, so that this will be out in the next few months to lead you through this. So at the top of the golden thread, the top of the inverted triangle, are the feelings. So once you experience a feeling, you have to go deeper. So what we always say, separate the feelings from what created them. Stop calling them these emotive words like anxiety, depression, panic, all of these words, because these get you just caught up in your feelings. You'll talk round and around and around. Oh my goodness, you'll be an expert at talking about your feelings and listen to other people's feelings, comparing feelings, going round and around and around. And I always say to my clients, ban the F word. When you're doing this work, ban the F word. Stop saying, I feel. Replace it with one of these. I think, I believe, I choose. And why is that important? Why does, why do you do that, David? Well, I'm going to tell you because When you talk about your feelings, you are making victim statements. I feel, I feel. It's like the feelings are attacking you. You are the victim. I feel depressed. I feel anxious. I feel not good enough. I feel like I can't cope. I feel vulnerable. Oh, I could go on for the whole video of all the feelings that you come up with. I feel like a lack of confidence. I feel like this is too much for me, David. And all of those are victim statements. Poor me statements, if you want to be correct. Poor me. Now, if you separate the feelings and go on to, I believe I'm vulnerable. I believe I can't cope. I choose not to cope. Now, those are ownership statements. Now, now you, you don't need me for this. You can then say, why do you believe you're vulnerable? Why do you believe you can't cope? And most of my clients will write to us through the Facebook community and say, oh, David, the golden thread really worked. I've got down to the three lies. I've followed it through. 
And Alex says something once a few videos ago. It's like following breadcrumbs. I love yeah, that yeah. thing. <laughs> it's like you're following, why do I think that? Where did that? Why do I choose that? Why do? And then you're following the breadcrumbs and you come down and they say, right, I've got two or three lies. The three lies is normally I can't cope or I'm not good enough. Let's use that one. I've got to the three lies, David. I'm not good enough. What do I do now? Well, you do the golden thread again. Why do you believe you're not good enough? As Alex says, you did not come out of the womb believing you wasn't good enough as you wouldn't have gone down that birth canal. <laughs> I've been at births and you see that child's energy. My goodness, it's amazing how that child wants to come out into the world. This is you. You are that child. You are amazing. You didn't come out of there thinking, oh, look, I've just come through this birth process. It's because I'm not good enough or I can't cope, or I'm unlovable, or I'm not worthy to be born. This comes later. Mm. This is not who you are. So when you get down to the lies, you start the golden thread again. Why do I believe this? Where did this come from? Where did I learn this from? And as Alex says, it is not normally, although I'm sure some people listening to this, your parents didn't sit you down and said, well, here's a fact. You're not good enough. You're not good enough for us. We wanted a better child than you. And some of my clients have had that. But normally, as Alex said, it's what you inferred from their dysfunctionality. So I'm not blaming parents. I'm not saying it's their fault, but they may have had an emotional dysfunctionality. And that's where the vow... Oh, they don't love me. It must be my fault. Yeah. They are not doing this correctly. Everyone is slightly different. I can't be precise for you. That's why we have to have one-on-one -on -one sessions. But if you get down, you will see that it will follow that pattern. Oh, they abandoned me. My mother, I just do a client I did just two days ago. My mother left me. We went through a divorce. My mother left. That must be my fault, mustn't it? What? A six-year-old child? Are you joking? Is it your responsibility that your parents got divorced? And my client says, yes. Yes, if I'd have been a better child, perhaps if I'd have done more, perhaps if I'd have helped more, perhaps if I hadn't have cried that one night... See, this is wrong. This is childlike thinking. And this is why we call it the inner child. And I think, David, this point about we, we make this vow, we come to these illogical conclusions, which seem logical when we were a child. We make the vow, we blame ourselves, we layer on top the lies, then trying to be perfect, then trying to people please, then try not trusting people, then thinking we're going to be abandoned or all the maze of confusion, all the manipulations on top. And we spend all our time and energy doing that rather than spending time to reflect back on exactly. what are our emotions, as you said, taking ownership rather exactly. than making victim statements, yes. tracking back to the the thoughts and the self-talk, then tracking back to the beliefs, finding those lies, and then getting down to that original vow, which I know on some videos you've referred to as the fountainhead. Yes. The fountainhead, the source the of source. the source of all emotional 
spiritual energetic imbalance that you are encountering in your life now yes because let's just take it to the extreme let's just take it to the real extreme let's say your father or mother did sit you down and say i believe you're not good enough does that make that statement true do you believe everything your mother and father have ever said to you of course you didn't of course you don't and because they say it, it doesn't make it true and what you should not do is allow it to define your life, to define your health and well-being, to define your career, to define your relationships with others, but more importantly, to define your relationship with your amazing self. One thing that Alex explained that really well, one thing, this is why we do all these videos, because we get caught up in the maze what we call CCJ. I will tell you this is one of the major things, criticizing, comparing, being judgmental. The, one of the major things my clients, when we get down and go through the maze, this is what they're trying their best to avoid, the state of being criticized, the state of being compared to others, the state of others being judgmental. They will be judgmental about others and themselves, but it's almost like a vow. No one can be judgmental, and they will manipulate. And you know, I love that word. I know a lot of you out there hate that word, but that's what they use their emotions for. It's emotional manipulation, because they're trying to get into a position where other people do not voice do not voice their criticism, judgmental statements, and comparing. They can't stop them thinking about it because everyone criticizes, everyone compares, everyone is judgmental, but they don't want to hear it. Poo me, I don't want to hear it. So they use these emotions as like, you're treading on eggshells around me. You can't say what you mean because it's really going to upset me and I'm going to go into an emotional tizwas and therefore you've got to hold it back. And this is where we go up a level and this is all what these videos are around. But the core, the fountainhead, the first domino is that absolute vow. And once you clear that vow, imagine, imagine clearing that vow. Anybody could criticize you. So what? Anybody could be judgmental. So what? Anybody can compare you. So what? That's their life. You should be walking in your own footsteps anyway. Don't follow other people's footsteps. You should be making your amazing footsteps to justify your absolutely awesome life. And so I, I can totally get this idea that all the CCJ, we do all the comparing, all the criticizing, all the being judgmental about ourselves <clears throat> and other people are part of the high-level yeah. strategy to hide the dirty little secret, which is our vow. Because although we are fully wedded to the vow, we don't want other people Absolutely. to know. So we spend all our time doing all the manipulations, all the emotional manipulation, trying to be perfect, trying to people please, trying to avoid people or situations where we think we might get exposed. 
it affects our whole life. And, and this is all our energy is being used up on this rather than looking deep and sorting out this vow. I'm just smiling because uh, I just, as you just said that, it reminded me of a, a lady client in the States. And we, it normally takes one or two sessions. I think we've done two or three sessions. And, and she said to me, stop, stop. And I said, stop, stop what? And she said, and she held her hands here and she said, I don't want to take my mask off. And that's what the vow is. It's like a mask. I don't want to take the mask off. And I said, why? Well, you won't like what you see behind the mask. I said, well, drop the mask and let's look. See nothing. Nothing there except a child. Except a little child. And here's the inner child work. When you drop the mask, you see this gorgeous inner child that just desperately desperately want some emotional education from somebody talking to them truthfully, honestly, with integrity, showing them how to take self-responsibility is the way to live their life spiritually, being connected to source, being at one. The mask is a mask. The mask is the problem. Take the mask away and you see this child, this child that is crying out for love, attention, guidance, someone to hold their hand and lead them through all of these twists and turns that we call life lessons because we can't stop you encountering these life lessons. But when you're awesome, you deal with them in an awesome way, authentic, truthful, honest, with integrity. And I get asked a lot of times, how do I maintain this? How do I maintain this? When I see this, how do I stop going back to the vow? And it's like a hot knife through butter. Do not lie. Don't tell lies. And people say, well, I don't lie. Well, I'm going to give you an example. It's what we call the dual belief system. A dual belief system. When you say something about yourself... Would you say to your physical child, when you in your self-talk in your head is saying, I can't cope, I'm unlovable, would you say that to a six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old? And the answer is always, no, David, of course I wouldn't. Then why are you saying it to yourself? Oh, well, there's something different about me, you see? Oh, well, I'm slightly different. I'm slightly special. I'm on the side. They're better than me. They don't deserve what I deserve. You see, all of this now, we come down to the vow. This is all the vow stuff. And that, if you're holding a dual belief system, you are lying to yourself. You can't have a dual belief system. What you think about yourself must be the same as you think about reality, the world, people. You can't have one rule for you and one rule for, for others. And if you have that dual belief system, we've done many videos on this, then you have a vow right at the core, the fountainhead. And so, I mean, David, when you said this thing about us wearing a mask and, behind, and, and really it's the child saying, our inner child is saying, I don't want to drop the mask. I'm scared. I'm fearful. Yeah. I don't want you to find out how bad I am. Yeah. I mean, it kind of hits so deep, that statement, because I know so many people will be watching this video and know that that's true, that that part of their mind that we call the inner child 
is running their life in that way. And it, it, it's almost, it is heartbreaking that we hold on to this misunderstanding that we need to, that we believe we need to wear this mask and hide our divine self, our divine potential, because we feel we are inadequate, we're sullied, there's something wrong with us, we're unlovable. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's a, it's just spiritually so wrong, isn't it? It's just fundamentally so wrong that we deny ourselves in that way. And you see it this morning, you see, I don't know whether you saw that from, and I just answered a letter from, from YouTube that says, David, you don't understand, minor child's a monster. <laughs> Your inner child is not a monster. Your inner child is stuck. It's separated. It needs help calling it a monster so then again would you call a six-year-old you are a monster only in joke you wouldn't say it seriously he's saying it seriously to to himself david my inner child's a monster evil evil he said and he gave me all of these words is in is in a child how can a six seven-year-old be evil i do not believe it i've been doing this work for so long and every time I'm lucky enough to work with a client who sticks through the difficult times, and there are difficult times coming down through the thread, and there's lots of resistance, there's lots of, lots of, my clients will say things like, I hate you, but you're good at this, and you've got to get through that resistance to get and save this gorgeous child that just needs someone to give them a hug. Say, you are amazing. Come and hold my hand now and let me take you through. Let me show you how to deal with criticism. Let me show you how to deal with somebody who compares you. Let me show you how to deal with somebody who is judgmental against you. Because what they're doing is showing their problems. They're showing their imbalances, what we call you way, when it's imbalance. Wu way is when you're imbalanced. You ways when you're out of balance. They're demonstrating to you their you way, their problems, not your problems. But I guess, David, the 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 most fundamental part of this inner child reparenting, inner child re-education, going back, speaking to that part of our mind that is so desperately clinging to the vow and desperately trying to cover it up, this dirty, dark secret is to, as you've said, do the golden thread process. When you get down to the vow, you know you've got it. You have to work with the child to teach the child that the vow you made was not accurate. You need to, do we need to go back to the incidental incidents or do no. we have, or can we just have a general idea about when we, why and when we created the vow and then do the work with our inner child from that point onwards? Well, that's a, that's a great question because we sometimes yeah. get that. Do we need to know the actual day and time when I thought my mother didn't love me? No. If you can get that thought, because that's the belief, then the way you correct that belief is you test it by saying, I, well, I would call it stress test. Is that the truth? Is that honest? Does that honor your integrity? Because your mother, father, grandmother, teacher, whoever, whoever said it, does that make it true? That's the key for you. Even if they said it right out loud, you are unlovable. Even if they say you are unworthy, does that make it true? 
Now that's the question for you. And when we get down there to a lot of my clients, the first thing they say is, well, yes, of course it does. Then I say, I'll tell you what I say. So you're saying everything your parents said is truthful. And they go, well, no, not everything. Well, there you go. Now you're cherry picking. Mm. Now you're choosing, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to believe that, but I'm going to believe this. Well, you're making choices now. So this is your vow. This is you making choices on what you're going to reject and what you're going to accept. And this is why it's so important to get around this vow, because that's where you do the real work of saying that this is what you have created. You have put this vow in place. You've rejected some things. You've accepted some things. That's your choice. And then we can start, well, why did you reject that? Why did you accept that? Why is that the truth? And that's not the truth. And that's really where you start to take self-responsibility and you take ownership. You are not a victim. How can you be a victim, an awesome spiritual person like you? You take ownership. You have made misunderstandings. That's the life lessons you have to learn. We all only learn by making mistakes. So you find what the wrong thinking is and correct that thinking. And so that takes a little bit of time working with the inner child, being patient, because as you say, the inner child will try to squirm and get out and Mm -hmm. give you, it'll produce evidence to support the vow, but it won't want to look at the original reasoning for it. So that takes a little bit of work. And I know a lot of people say, well, is it a case of just creating a new, healthy, authentic, positive vow and layering it on top? You know, if I say I am lovable, I am good enough, I I can cope and there's nothing I doubt about myself, if I create all these wonderful affirmations, will that undo the vow? No. It, it'd make it worse. It makes Why? it more confusing. Because as you just said, you're layering on layers, on layers, on layers. <clears throat> so what you have to do is the opposite. You have to deconstruct. You, it's like if you could picture a building f- with scaffolding all around it. You have to take each piece of scaffolding down and then you'll find out. And then every piece of scaffolding you take down, as with, as with my clients, some clients are kind of going, no, no, the building will fall down, the building will fall down. And I say, no, I'm sorry, the building is awesome. The building won't fall down. And so we have to take each piece of scaffolding down. Some come down easy. Some they'll hold on to like grim yeah. death. And they might stop seeing me for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and they go away and go, okay, let's take that one down now. And you take the scaffolding down. And then what do you find? This wonderful building has always been able to stand on its own without the scaffolding. But taking the scaffolding down is the thing. You have to deconstruct the vow. You have to see that the vow is incorrect. Or you have to prove to me that the vow is correct. That everything that parent, that teacher, that person said to you, they are God. They are godlike. They are the fountain of all wisdom, all knowledge, everything, and everything that they say you have to believe. Because you know that's not true. It's normally parents. Look at the parents. You're not telling me that everything your parents say, think, do is perfect. Of course it's not. They're human beings the same as at all, and they're learning their lessons. So take your responsibility. And this is why it's a spiritual teaching 
This is what's different about the Wu Wei wisdom model. This is not counseling. This is spiritual enlightenment. This is taking responsibility for you. And this is about owning yourself, holding on to you, being true, being honest, honoring your integrity, taking self-responsibility and planning your intention of life. What is it that you want to get from life? How do you want your future to be? In all the areas we've talked about, your own health and well-being, your own career, your own relationships with others and with yourself. What do you want about that? And how do you want that to be? I want that to be in Wu Wei, flowing, being in your flow, being able to flourish. That's what I want for you. And that's the life lesson really, that's isn't it, David? Lesson. Because it's like the vow is the boulder in our stream of divine <laughs> spiritual awesomeness. And that if we can remove the vow, if we can unravel the vow and all the layers of manipulation we've put on top of it since the point in time we make the vow, through doing the inner child work, through doing the golden thread process work that we've got lots of videos on and I will put links below to those. But if we can then undo the vow, it's almost like, I, it's like a dissolving really. Yes. It's a dissolving of a blockage of energy. Yep. Then our divine nature is still there. It's Absolutely. waiting to flow. It doesn't have to be created. Absolutely. We don't have to put create something fantastic to put in its place. We are already divine. Exactly. Exactly. We, we just need to be. Yeah. We just need to be and, and dissolve this vow. Absolutely. You don't have to learn to be spiritual. Mm. You have to learn how to hold the vow. That's hard work. Yeah, yeah, really That's hard. taking all your energy and has been forever. Yeah. If you let that go, as Alex just said, I can't beat what Alex just said, your spiritual e energy is divine and it will just flow as it was meant to be and you will flourish. I will guarantee it. I've said that twice. <laughs> I will guarantee it. Brilliant. Thank you, David. Well, I hope this teaching has helped you understand what the vow is, why we create it, all the many ways and layers in which it impacts our life and what you can do to begin to remove and dissolve this vow so you can be your divine, beautiful self. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.